When you hear the word salt, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Those white crystals that give food its taste. Maybe you think of pickles. Maybe you think of potato chips, snacks. Maybe you think of high blood pressure or even low blood pressure. Whatever comes across your mind, we must admit that salt is deeply rooted in our culture. In the Roman times, it was called the white gold. And there's a famous Roman saying, trust no one unless you've eaten much salt with him. Also in our Middle Eastern culture, we say that we've eaten bread and salt together. So we have to remain faithful forever. But when it comes to medicine, many questions need to be answered. What's the relation between salt and hypertension, salt and hypotension? How much salt do we need to take to stay healthy? Which foods have high salt content and which foods are free of salt? Hello and welcome. My name is Hussein Hishmet. I'm a professor of cardiology and this is my CardioBuzz, a weekly podcast where, you, where we give you updates on cardiology news, research, conferences and products. These questions on salt were answered in a very nice recent review article in the European Society of Cardiology e-journal of clinical practice. And I'm placing a link to that nice and comprehensive review. And it's my pleasure today, and I'm glad to interview Professor Rada Sayed. She's Associate Professor of Cardiology at Cairo University, my dear colleague for more than 20 years. Dr. Rada has done lots of research on hypertension epidemiology, including salt surveys. She shared in writing the Egyptian Hypertension Guidelines back in 2014. She used to moderate specialized hypertension clinics in Egypt. And of course, she's the author of this nice review in the European Society of Cardiology called Salt and Hypertension. Glad to have you in CardioBuzz, Dr. Gheda. Thank you so much, Professor Dr. Hussain, for having me. It's an honor to be here with you today. Thank you. The pleasure and mine. So we'll start by, by a basic question. What is salt? Are we talking about sodium or sodium chloride? Thank you for this question. Uh, actually, there is a big difference between sodium and sodium chloride. Uh, people usually are confused between these two terms. Sodium is a mineral that's present in food, while salt is a crystal compound consists of 40% of sodium and 60% of uh, chloride. Uh, why do we have to differentiate between sodium and uh, sodium chloride, which is commonly used uh, or commonly called uh, table salt? We need to differentiate between these two terms because the recommended daily doses of sodium and uh, sodium chloride are different in the guidelines. Very good. So how much sodium um, should we take? Uh, sodium, how much sodium should we take and how much sodium chloride should we take? Uh, different guidelines uh, reported different uh, cutoff levels for uh, sodium for uh, both hypertensive and normal tensive individuals, uh, but in general they recommend modest salt intake. Uh, that is sodium uh, between uh, 2.5 and 4 uh, gram daily sodium. Uh, that is equivalent to uh, uh, 5.7 to 11.5 gram uh, salt or sodium chloride. Okay, so we, we, we roughly take like between 5 and 10 grams of sodium chloride of table salt daily. That's the recommended yes. by the World Health Organization. 
Okay, exactly. so why do we need to take salt? Are, are, is there a physiologic need for our bodies to take salt? Does it serve a physiologic function? Of course, uh, sodium is a positively charged ion and it's responsible for many cellular functions in our body. It is responsible mainly of uh, acid base and fluid balance. It's responsible for excitation of nerves and muscles, and it's responsible for secretion of some of the digestive enzymes. Uh, Sodium and chloride together are responsible for uh, osmolarity of the extracellular fluid. So as salt is the main dietary uh, source of sodium and the chloride, we need to take salt in our diet. Okay, so it's essential that we, we must have some sodium and some chloride in our diet. Yes. Okay, so you said the recommended uh, amount of sodium, uh, sorry, of salt by the World Health Organization. So which foods have high salt content? And uh, I guess that not all uh, the sugary foods are free of salt. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, which foods have high content of salt? There are some foods which taste salty. And so we know that these foods contain high content of uh, salt, like salted and canned uh, meat, poultry and fish. Uh, and uh, pickles, for example, but there are some types of food in which salt is hidden. They do not even taste salty, like, for example, bread, biscuits, pastry, pizza, pasta, and noodles. Uh, in these types, uh, and specifically preserved uh, canned food and uh, uh, processed food, uh, these types of food contain uh, high salt content, yet you cannot appreciate the amount of salt uh, in this type of food. So biscuits, for example, do they have salt? Yes, of course, biscuits have salt and dark chocolate even have salt. Yet it contains very small amount of salt. They use salt to give uh, food its taste. Salt uh, stimulates the taste buds of uh, your tongue, so you taste food better. Okay, so what's the relation between excess salt intake and hypertension? I've heard uh, some famous nutritionists on social media talking that if you consume salt, your blood pressure will not get higher. So what's the truth here? Um, uh, many studies showed that uh, excess salt intake is strongly related to elevation of blood pressure. Um, one of these studies is called the InterMAP study. Uh, and the study was published in uh, the Journal of Hypertension in 2018, they found a direct relationship between blood pressure and the 24 hours urinary sodium excretion. Uh, they tested more than 4,600 individuals uh, from different countries, from China, Japan, United Kingdom, and the United States. And they found that there is a strong correlation between uh, salt intake in diet and elevation of blood pressure. And the other way is that when individuals reduce their salt intake, their blood pressure go down. So there is a strong positive correlation between sodium and uh, blood pressure. Uh, so you've mentioned something about uh, different uh, countries. Which nations yes. seem to consume uh, more salt? I guess that in our region, in the Middle East, we consume salt more, more than anyone. Is that true? Yes, it was found there that uh, salt consumption differs according to the geographical regions, mainly uh, 
regions in Africa and the regions of hot climates, they consume more salt than others. Also, patients in North China and Japan, they consume high salt content, uh, specifically in our Middle East with, uh, with uh, our types of food and the westernized type of food that we uh, change uh, our food type from uh, fresh uh, plant-based food into um, processed and canned foods. This causes a radical change in our uh, daily salt uh, consumption. Okay, so how can we escape from this salt, which is almost in any in, in most of the foods that we eat? Which foods contain uh, less salt and are therefore more healthy for hypertensive individuals because of their low salt content? Can you give examples? Need to reduce our blood pressure. We need to consume more potassium salts than sodium salts, and potassium salts also not. Uh, not only reduce the blood pressure, but also it improves the general health. Uh, food rich in uh, potassium are uh, cheap foods found everywhere, like, uh, for example, beans, lentils, apricots, avocado, bananas. Uh, so they are considered healthy alternatives for foods rich in salt. So green uh, leafy vegetables and uh, fruits are healthy, yes. of course, because of their low sodium content. Exactly. Is there high sodium content in tomato and mandarins and in lemons? Uh, potassium salt. These are potassium salt. They are high in potassium salt content, so they are considered healthy. So the so tomato does not elevate the blood pressure. The same applies to no. lemon and mandarins. They do not elevate the blood pressure. Exactly. That's very good. So what happens? What are the? This is more medical now because most of the listeners are physicians. What happens when, when we take sodium? What, what mechanisms interact ending in elevation of blood pressure? Uh, there are many mechanisms that explain why excess salt intake in diet increases the blood pressure. One of these mechanisms is called the pressure naturesis mechanism, uh, which is based on guidance and principle. That when the individual eats excess salt, this increases the intravascular volume, increases the cardiac output, increases renal perfusion pressure, increases glomerular filtration rate. And then when the kidney are normal or function normally, they excrete this excess salt so as to restore the normal fluid balance of the body. But in some conditions, the uh, renal excretory ability is impaired. So the excess sodium cannot be excreted and it remains in the body, increases the intravascular volume and causes hypertension. This is one mechanism. This is called uh, water retention mechanism. The other mechanism is through remodeling of uh, small peripheral arteries, um, uh, which leads to uh, increased blood pressure. This remodeling increases the stiffness of these arteries and the increase of blood pressure. Another mechanism is through impairment of nitric oxide function. Nitric oxide is uh, endothelial-based uh, 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 enzyme that causes vasodilatation. When excess sodium impairs the function of nitric oxide, this leads to vasoconstriction and hypertension. Um, some good. other mechanisms like modulation of autonomic nervous system and sympathetic nervous system. So it's not just one mechanism. Many uh... Many systems interact with salt ending in, in blood pressure elevation. But are, are some yes. people more sensitive to salt than others? Is there salt sensitivity? Yes, exactly. There is some subset of patients, especially uh, most hypertensive individuals are uh, salt sensitive. Salt sensitivity means that 
patients more susceptible to increase blood pressure in response to uh, increased salt intake. Uh, Many mechanisms are involved in salt sensitivity. Mostly these mechanisms are related to the mechanisms of hypertension itself. Uh, Some related to water retention, some related to uh, genetic polymorphism, some related to modulation of the sympathetic nervous system and and the autonomic nervous system. I think I read uh, one of the hypotheses that explains why uh, people of African origin in the U.S. are salt sensitive. It's called the thrifty gene hypothesis. Those individuals were enslaved from Western Africa and they were taken in ships, in long trips, and they were not, they were not treated well, of course, and they were in many cases deprived of water and food. So those individuals who made it across the Atlantic are those individuals who, who whose genes are able to conserve sodium. And the descendants of those, the grandchildren and the grand-grandchildren of those, are those individuals who are salt sensitive and when they are exposed to the Western uh, industrialized food, they become hypertensive. What do you think about that? Uh, Totally agree. Um, Salt sensitivity is common in certain ethnic groups. One of these ethnic groups uh, are people from African descent and people from East Asian uh, regions, in addition to elderly people, females, obese individuals and patients with chronic uh, kidney disease. Okay, so when we tell patients you need to cut on your salt intake, uh, they they frequently tell us, how can I eat without salt? Salt is the thing that gives food a meaning. And we recommend uh, another medicinal salt, which is rich in potassium. What evidence do we have on that and how effective is it? Uh, potassium uh, salts were found to have a negative relationship or inverse relationship with uh, blood pressure. The more you consume potassium, the more your blood pressure go down. Um, and potassium salts were also found to improve the general health and to reduce salt sensitivity in salt sensitive individuals. In addition, the, uh, uh, the food contains potassium salt uh, are cheap food found everywhere, uh, like some dried fruits like raisins, apricots, uh, lentils, beans, potatoes, uh, broccoli, and bananas. Uh, so uh, it's recommended in many guidelines said that we replace uh, sodium salts by potassium salts to improve blood pressure and to improve the general health of hypertensive individuals. Uh, is there any risk for patients with chronic kidney disease when they are given these potassium salts? Uh, yes, of course, we have to be cautioned uh, in patients with uh, chronic uh, kidney disease because um, uh, these patients, uh, they retain potassium salt. So we need uh, to be cautious in such individuals. Okay, so uh, some people think that when they are feeling dizzy or fatigued and they measure the blood pressure in the pharmacy and it comes, let's say, 90, 60, uh, that they can eat a salty pickle and they become better. What do you think about that? Um, this is a common practice uh, that um, some physicians and some um, uh, friends and family na- uh, family members and neighbors uh, tell individuals with hypertension to take salt. Uh, but I think it's better to drink more fluid. Um, this is actually what's going to elevate the blood pressure, uh, not the salt uh, intake, so the, not the increased salt intake, because the increased salt intake uh, may cause many uh, cardiovascular uh, complications and increase the morbidity and the mortality. Uh, uh, some of these mechanisms through hypertension and some of these mechanisms hypertension independent. Very good. 
Uh, again, I'm reminding the, uh, the the audience and the listeners that uh, the link to the article, uh, which contains more information, uh, will be in the description of this uh, podcast. But maybe one final advice from you, Dr. Ghada, uh, about the food labels. Uh, what should we tell our patients about food labels? In packaged food, we have a nutrition fact uh, labels that's printed on the back of the package. We should know how or we should educate our patient how to read these nutrition fact labels because it contains uh, a list of the amount of calories and the amount of salt present in a serving or 100 grams of this uh, packaged food. Um, in general, uh, we consider that when uh, sodium content is less than 140 milligram in a serving or uh, per 100 gram of uh, packaged food, this is considered a low salt uh, intake. Uh, so we aim uh, that our salt in this package should be less than, uh, should be between 140 and 400 because uh, salt more than 400 milligram per serving is considered high salt content. Uh, what's, what's written on the label or the package? Is it the sodium content or the sodium chloride content? Um, according, sometimes they write the sodium content and sometimes they uh, write the sodium chloride. And sometimes also it's not the sodium chloride. It is monosodium glutamate or sodium bicarb because there are many uh, sodium salts that are used for processing uh, and the preservation of food. Uh, so sodium is not only present in sodium salt and uh, sodium chloride, but in other forms as well. So I'll try to recap here what Dr. Ghada said. Sodium is an essential iron for our body. Sodium salts like glutamate and bicarbonate are used as food preservatives. The most famous and the oldest preservative table salt is sodium chloride. The recommended daily intake from sodium chloride based on the WHO is between 5.5 and 11 grams. That's sodium chloride. For sodium, it's around 2.4 grams of sodium daily. Foods that are rich in salt and sodium are canned food, preserved food, junk food, and salty foods. Higher sodium consumption is associated with blood pressure elevation through different mechanisms. Some people are more sensitive to the effects of salt. Replacing a sodium-rich diet for a potassium-rich diet will lower the blood pressure and improve general health. Foods that are rich in potassium salts are vegetables, fruits, and legumes. Look at the food labels and avoid foods with sodium more than 140 milligrams per serving. That's great. Thank you so much, Dr. Reda. It was very enlightening you, to me personally, and I hope to the audience. And to the audience, if you like the content, please follow the show. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And stay tuned for the next episode. See you next week. Bye.